The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Welcome to day two of The Lord Will Answer You. This is the Bible Podcast. My name is Virginia. I'm excited to be here today. We are coming back from yesterday's episode. We talked about Habakkuk 1. We only read the first part of it. Um, just a quick recap. She's a prophet. She complains to the Lord and he answers. She has a second complaint. He answers again. Her second complaint um, go, travels from chapter 1 of Habakkuk into chapter 2. And so I wanted to read through both of those today. So that's what we're going to do today. And then um, tomorrow we will hear the final chapter of Habakkuk, which is her prayer. So we're going to jump right into it. This is Habakkuk 1, verses, verse 12. We're reading in the NLT. And for those of you who are asking, why the NLT, Virginia, why does the Bible podcast use the NLT translation? It is because the NLT was actually designed um, for out loud reading. And this is a podcast. So I'm reading out loud. <laughs> I actually really love the amplified version as well. I think the extra wording is um, really impactful. I think it's really great for diving into the text of the Bible, but it does not translate well in audio. So there you go. Now you know. Habakkuk 1 verse 12 is titled Habakkuk's Second Complaint. O Lord, my God, my Holy One, you who are eternal, surely you do not plan to wipe us out. O Lord, our rock, you have sent us these Babylonians to correct us, to punish us for our many sins, but you are pure and you cannot stand the sight of evil. Will you wink at their treasury? Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up people more righteous than they? Are we only fish to be caught and killed? Are we only sea creatures that have no leader? Must we be strung up on their hooks and caught in their nets while they rejoice and celebrate? Then they will worship their nets and burn incense in front of them. These nets are the gods who have made us rich, they claim. Yet you will let them get away with this forever? Will they succeed forever in their heartless conquests? I will climb up to my watchtower and I will stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. The Lord's second reply. This, we are now in Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Wealth is treacherous, and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave, and like death they are never satisfied. In their greed they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many people. But soon their captives will taunt them. They will mock them, saying, What sorrow awaits you, thieves? Now you will get what you deserve. You've become rich by exhortation, but how much longer can this go on? Suddenly your debtors will take action. They will turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless, because you have plundered many nations. Now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder throughout the countryside. You filled the towns with violence. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly? You believe your wealth will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger. But by the murders you committed, you have shamed your name and forfeited your lives. The very stones and walls cry out against you, and the beams in the ceiling echo the complaint. What sorrow awaits you who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption? Has not the Lord of Heaven's armies promised that the wealth of nations be turned to ashes? They work so hard, but all in vain, for as the water fills the sea, the earth will be filled with the awareness of the glory of the Lord. 
What sorrow awaits you who make your neighbors drunk? You force your cup on them so you can gloat over their shameful nakedness, but soon it will be your turn to be disgraced. Come drink and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment, and all your glory will be turned to shame. You cut down the forests of Lebanon, now you will be cut down. You destroyed the wild animals, so now their terror will be yours. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a god that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who say to wooden idols, wake up and save us. To speechless stone images you say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let's just take a minute. Take a minute. So what I find interesting right off the bat is um, that yesterday we were talking about Habakkuk 1. And I was like, man, this this stuff going on that Habakkuk's seeing, right? This stuff in her world sure sounds a lot like ours today. And the Lord's like, listen, this vision's for a future time. <laughs> it describes the end. It'll be fulfilled. Uh, you know, I read through both of them, but I kind of forgot that part. So that's interesting. Okay. So I love, let's just start at the top um, of Habakkuk 2. She's, you know, she complains, her second complaint, um, exactly what we talked about yesterday. Like, hey, these barbarians are terrible. Like, don't they need to get judged too? And they're going to wreck everything. And, um, you know, I'm going to climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post and I will wait there to see what the Lord says, how he will answer my complaint. I love that. I love that because she's she's on guard. She's a watchman. She, you know, not all prophet are watchmen, but I believe all watchmen are prophets. So she's at her watchtower. She's at her guard post. She's waiting for her instruction from the Lord. She's waiting to see what he's going to do, what he's going to bring. And um, he's like, hey, don't get it twisted. Like, I'm going to give you this, like, write this answer plain and clear. Give this message to the others. It's going to happen. Wait patiently. It will not be delayed. I just think it's really interesting. Then he goes on, of course, the Lord goes on to say, you know, look at the proud, look at the wealthy that were gained through uh, like murder and, and illegal activity and things like that. You know, don't get it twisted. The Lord can bring you wealth. He can have you be wealthy. Um, he wasn't yelling at people who have big houses. He was yelling at people who have big houses that with money they gained dishonestly, right? So there is a difference here. Let's not let's not confuse that part. But he's just he's just tearing into the proud, um, all these dishonest people, the people who have extorted, they've plundered nations. Oh, what sorrow awaits you? All of these things. It's something to think about. My mind is immediately drawn to this juxtaposition against Jesus, who says, you know, if you even, if you have any, you know, hate in your heart towards your neighbor, my neighbor, then you've already murdered them in the eyes of the Lord. So it's interesting if you read through, this is Old Testament, but it's interesting if you read through these things the Lord is saying and you read through them through the lens of Jesus, because, you know, we might be sitting here thinking like, you know, I don't get my neighbors drunk. I don't have dishonest gain. I just think it's interesting if we look at it through that, the, the strictness, if you will, of the, that tighter lens that Jesus gives us um, in the New Testament, and we look at these verses again, I think there might be a little bit of a sting in some of us of like, oh, take a look. And he ends it with, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Be still. Know that he is God. If you know that you have Holy Spirit living inside of you, then you have the Spirit of Christ. You have the Spirit of God living inside of you. If that's not where you are at the moment, then pray. Ask God. Ask him to be filled with your Holy Spirit. Because that is his Spirit. It is not lifeless. It is full of life. His Spirit is abundant. And it lives inside of us, a spring, a well of, of living water inside of us. And we, our bodies are his temple, 
we are his, our bodies are the temple of his holy spirit so so let's just think about let's just take that for a minute for the day let's just say you know what let's look at some of this stuff in the eyes of jesus what he would call us to do is there a place that i can i can make some tweaks is there something that maybe i'm a barbarian and let that holy spirit that's that life-giving life full spirit of god inside of you work and do what it does best <laughs> all right Thank you guys. Join us tomorrow for the next chapter, the final chapter of Habakkuk. Have a great day today. Much love from the Bible Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience, and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible Podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today, and until next time, much love from the Bible Podcast.